Shabbat of Tzadikvah, the last thing we were discussing was the five levels in the Kiliheris of the uh, holes or cracks inside of it um, that that keep it st- continues because still like becoming tame. It's still considered a keli to be accepting tumah. And the last level we said was that if it has uh, stuff inside of it and it's mukaf tzamid patil, tightly sealed. Uh, Rava holds until it needs to be mostly uh, broken. It has to be. It has to be achi pachet rubo. On the other hand, we saw that he said that it only kemutziyirimon. So we explained this is the difference between large and small uh, keli heres. And we saw um, there was a machloket rishiyantos for what exactly a large and a small keli heres is. With that, we are starting on davtzadik vav amud alif. First line in in the middle Amara Vase Shonin the Tanaim taught Kelihares the full Kelihares Shiurov it has a little hole ke bekones mashke. In order for it to be uh tahor, that means it can't be used for uh kidush mehatat, it has to have a hole a size that uh, water could go into it. Velo Amru Motsi Mashke and then and they only said that the hole has to be so small that the crack has to be so small where water comes out. Only if that if a pot has a hole and uh, and you put a piece of a shard uh, under it, uh, this way uh, the water doesn't go away. That shard, if it gets cracked, the size uh, that uh, that it's that water comes out, it becomes tahor. Now, why is that shard different? My tama. Why is that uh, shard different? It's only, it's even, it's such a small crack that if water comes out. Because we're not going to say, you know what, the water's coming out. Let's uh, let's uh, bring another shard uh, to, to save the water coming out of the shard. Once the shard's broken, you throw it out, you bring a new shard completely. There's two Amoraim uh, and they argued, what is the size of a hole? In a pot that makes the uh, makes the seeds inside the pot tahor, part of the ground. That's Rashi's way of explaining it. Tosfot is explaining uh, the machlok is the gabe keli heres that is uh, tightly sealed. What's the hole? To, what's the size of the hole to make it uh, tahor? Um, either way, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Abin, Rabbi Yosi bar Zavda. Hadamar, one of them said, "Kemotzi rimon, the size that would uh, to, to take out a rimon." Hadamar, kesholish katan, the mount to take uh, the mount that a little root could come out of it. Vesimanach, Hadamar be, Vehadamamait. One of them has a lot, one of them has a little. Meaning, one of the Amoraim said uh, rimon, one of them said a small uh, mount, uh, the root. Amar of Hinin Abakana, Meshemed Rabbi Eliezer, Keli Heres Shi'ura, a Keli Heres has the size, um, Kemotzi Zetim, meaning if a Keli Heres has a hole uh, the size of a Zetim, uh, it uh, it becomes Tahor. Umor Keshisha Bered Rabba Mesayamba, and he would add, and more the Keshisha, the, the son of Rabba, would, exp- uh, would add, Meshemed Rabbi Eliezer, in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, Varehen, these Keli Heres with the hole in it, it's like Keli Gilalim, Keli Avanim, Keli Adama. It's like uh, a kelim made of dung, a kelim made of stone, kelim made of earth, dirt. They are completely tahor, meaning even if you said, hey, you know what, now I want the, this keli that has a hole the size of a zayat, if I want to use it now to hold rimonim, still it's not mekabel tum'ah, period. Ul'inyan tzamid patil.
When it comes to a tightly sealed keli, in order to save what's inside of it from becoming tameh, it saves until it uh, until it breaks um, uh, more than fifty percent, more than the more than the majority. Now we're starting Perek Azorek. Azorek is going to be talking about Hotza'ah on Shabbat. Now the Melachot are learned uh, from whatever was done in the Mishkan. If it was done in the Mishkan, it's Asur for us to do on Shabbat. And uh, when it comes to the Melachot on Shabbat, when Hotza'ah, the way it was done in the Mishkan was as follows. The job of Bnei Merari, who were carrying uh, the, the beams of the Mishkan, would be there was four uh, wagons. They were going with side by side. Um, sort of like uh, two on this side, two on this side. Shuta Rabim would be in between them. And they would lie from one wagon to the other by length, not by width. Meaning from straight ahead north to south, not, uh, not east, to, east to west type. The way they would get it, uh, uh, they would get it uh, down, they bring it down, they would uh, take it down and they would pass it uh, one to the other and they would place it on the wagons and that's how they would carry the beams. So bottom line is we'd see that they would pass they would uh, pass they from uh, from forward to behind and that with uh, the area of the length of Rashut Arabim in between and they wouldn't do anything with uh, with with whatever the the wagon is to the right they that's that's their own, that's for a different uh, wagon altogether and going with this introduction, we're going to the, the, you see how the Mishnah works out Hotza'ah uh, today, Halakha Lema'aseh. So the Perek Hazorek starts, Mishnah, Hazorek Mishuta Yachid Rashut Arabim, Mishuta Arabim Rashut Yachid Hayav. If you throw from one Rashut to the other, you're Hayav, throwing. Remember, there's going to be a difference between uh, passing and throwing. A pass, uh, passing is from hand to hand, throwing is going through the air. So if you throw from one shoot to the other, you hayav. If I'm throwing from one shoot to the from one, the same shoot to the other, same shoot, and shoot rabim happens to be in between. And the Gemara is going to explain uh, uh, the the Mishnah is going to explain what Hachamim is saying. Ketzad You have uh, two balconies or sticks or something coming out from uh, across the street from each other so let, let, we'll use the example of a, sh- of a regular street and uh, the, we'll call the street Rashut Arabim and you live on one side of the block and your balcony is Rashut Arabim the other guy lives across the street and his Rashut Arabim you pass or throw from one to the other according to Hachamim your patur now, they're one side of the street, these two balconies. If you pass, you're Hayav. That's the way they did it in, 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 uh, by the Mishkan. They were passing from one side to the, to the same side. But if you're throwing Patur, that's the work of the, the Levim who were carrying the, 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 the beams. Two Agalot, one behind the other. They were on the same side of Rashut Arabim. They would never throw the beams. Therefore, if a person throws from one reshut to another reshut, uh, your patur, even if uh, there's a reshut arabim in between. Now the Gemara asks, Mikhdi, let's see, 
זריקה תולדה דהוצאי. זריקה is part of הוצאה. הוצאה גופה הכה כתיבה. Where do we see הוצאה? You want to say the person throws from one issue to the other is חייב. Where do we see that הוצאה is חייב? אמר רבי יוחנן, דאמר קרא, ויצב משה ועבירו כל במחנה. And it said over there that to tell every איש ואישה, don't do any more מלאכה. And uh, the basic melacha was not to bring terumah to the melacha mishkan. Moshe Where was Moshe sitting? He was sitting uh, by the mishkan, b'machane leviyah, that area, right, right before the mishkan. Machane leviyah, reshut arabim, avay was already reshut arabim. Ve'akamal lehu leisal Moshe told Israel, lot apiku don't take out and bring new terumah. Mershut ayachidit from your reshut, reshut harabim. That's how they learned it. Now, umimad de b'shabbat kai. Who said that was on Shabbat? Maybe that was on hold. That's it. We don't need any more. The, the melacha was done. It was, it was totally done. And the hotel, it was, uh, the, 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 the pasuk says it was more than enough. So who says it was talking about Shabbat? Maybe that's it. They learned exactly Shabbat from Kippur. They learned exactly the same way shofar is going to be talking about a day where usually you can't blow the shofar. Same thing over here. We're talking when we when Moshe said is talking about Shabbat. So Ashkehan we see Hotsa'a where you now take out Tachana Samanel. And how do you know you're not allowed to bring in from a Shutravim to Shutahim? Svara is the Gemara answers it to Svara. Mikli, let's see. Meshutrashut who Days from one reshut to the other. Mali apuke, mali ayule. What's to make a difference if it's I'm bringing in or I'm taking out? But the basic difference is hotzaah av. Taking out is av melacha v'achnasa tolda. The Gemara asks, umichdi aha mechayev aha mechayev. If you're hayav on both, am I kared lehay av v'am I kared lehay tolada? Why is this one called an av? That one's called tolada. And the Ritva explains, we're asking really two questions. Number one is, uh, number one is why do they have different cha- uh, different names? Why is the Hotza called an Av and Achnasa called Tolada? And the re- second question is that what's the Nafkamina if this one's called an Av, this one's called ta- uh, Tolada? Bottom line, you're Hayav. So the Gemara explains, Nafkamina de Avit Shete Avot Bahadeh Adadef. I did two Avot at the same time on Shabbat. Inami shete toladot, or if I did two toladot at the same time, meaning I didn't know about it, I didn't know this was a swan. Shabbat mechayavtarte, you'd have to give two korbanot. avid av vetoladide, and if I didn't av and it's on tolada, lo mechayav elahadam, only hayav, only one. So now the Gemara asks, okay, ul Rabbi Le'ezer, dim hayav tolada bimkom av. Rabbi Le'ezer holds that if you're doing a tolada and av at the same time, you hayav two hataot. We can ask, Amai Kareu Le'av Ve'amai Karu Le'todah. Why would they uh, change them? Uh, you know, why would they say one is uh, Av Hotza'ah, is Av Achnasah, is a uh, is a uh, Tolada? So he explains, Hach Dehavai Ba'Mishkan Hashiva. Those that were in the mil, in the Mishkan, they were Hashuv Kareu Le'av. They called them an Av. Hach Dehlo Havai Ba'Mishkan Hashiva. The ones that were not so important in the Mishkan, Lo Kareu Le'av. They didn't call it an Av. Inami. Or you could say, the ones that were written, the ones that were not written in Torah, and we learned later on that a person throws uh, something for Amot in the Kotel, 
Lemala Masrat fine, but he threw it. Although it was four amot, it was uh, high. It was uh, it was uh, higher in the Rishut Rabim more than ten tefachim. Kezorek Bavir, it's like throwing in the Avir, and you'd be patur. And Lugmas can later on say it's like you threw a fig uh, at a wall ten tefachim high, um, and like it got stuck in the wall up there. Lemata Masrat fachim under Masrat fachim Kezorek Bavir, it's like throwing on land. Kezorek Bavir, it's about amot hayav. And if you threw something and it went more than four amot, you hayav. Now Zarak Abamot Bishut Rabim Menal and the Hayav. Who said you hayav? Amar Biyoshia Sheken or Geiriot. The zorkim hatayin zelaze. The those who are weaving in the mishkan would throw their needle uh, from one to another more than uh, for amot. And I guess it was done outside in reshut rabim the work. And then, that's Rabbi Hananel. Therefore, they were throwing more than four. They were throwing the needle more than four amot in reshut rabim. Now the gemara asks, orgin mehatin lama lehu. Those who are weaving, why would they need needles? Um, we you don't weave with needles. Ela. Shekin those who stitch the the yiriot, the curtains, they would do it with uh, the needles. Or they throw one to the other. Maybe they were sitting next to one another, uh, and they would uh, give it to one another. The Gemara answers, if that's so, they would just give it to one another. They wouldn't have to throw it. So the Gemara asks again, maybe they were sitting within four amot and they weren't uh, they weren't throwing it. Maybe they were giving it. Those who are weaving the, uh, the, the I guess the yeriot, they would make loops or, or they would make uh, strings that go up to down and they would throw it across from one side to the other. But asks, but that stick that they throw from one side to the other, you still have it with your hand, I and mean, you're still holding it. You never let go of it completely. So the Gemara answers, We're talking about the last string, the last time it goes across, and over there it goes for Amot and Shut Arabim, and therefore, and and uh, therefore you Hayav. The Gemara asks back, but it goes between the, 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 the I guess between the sheti uh, strings, between the strings that go up to down, and the area over there is not for tefachim, and therefore you can't call it a shutarabim. Rather, it has to be called like a mekom patur, and therefore we didn't find the zrika from shutarabim to, to mekom patur in the mishkan, and you shouldn't be hayav. Rather, that uh, stick that uh, they would weave with, they would pass it along. If one guy needed to borrow it, they would pass it one to the other. Maybe they're sitting next to one another and they would just pass it along. No, they would they wouldn't be able to sit next to each other because then they would, you know, they would be touching one another while they're working. They have to stretch that string very, very, very long and this way they would hit each other. Therefore, they have to be separate. So Gemara asks, Maybe they were sitting next to each other, but not directly next to each other. This way, if you stretch a little bit, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to be able to touch your friend. You won't bother him, but you will be able to pass it. Vetu, we could also ask, who said they asked? Who, who said they borrowed from another? We learned in Luda. Everyone came to work from the, the melacha that he himself did. A person would do it from his own kelim. Uh, he would do uh, from the job that he had, which he brought his own kelim for. He wouldn't have to borrow from his uh, friend to come do the work.
vetur, and on top of that, we said ma'avir ba'amod b'shut arabim minalim mehayav. Okay, if that's the case, if you take uh, something from from b'shut arabim to b'shut arabim, who says you hayav? All you did was take something and walk with it for amot. Who said you hayav? Ela, you have to say arba amot b'shut arabim gemara gemirale. Rather, we have to say it's halachal moshe misinai. You can't argue on halachal moshe misinai for amot and b'shut arabim. You are hayav. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, Mekoshesh, the Mekoshesh Aitzim, then the Midbar, the Bnei Israel killed him. They didn't know what to do with him. What was the story? Ma'avir Arba Amot Beshut Arabim Hava. He was carrying four Amot Beshut Arabim on Shabbat. He wasn't uh, plucking. He wasn't gathering. He wasn't uh, being making Mi'amer. He wasn't being Tolesh. Nothing. He was carrying four Amot Beshut Arabim, and therefore they were so kill him. They gave. They stoned him. There was another Mibraita that said he was plucking out, he was uh, detaching. No, he was uh, he was gathering. The mind of Kamina, what's make a difference? Now the difference is the Khdirav, the Amarav, Matsati Megillah Tsitarim. I saw a, a secret Megillah, meaning once upon a time uh, when you heard a nice halacha, you had to remember it, and people would write it, and you're not allowed to write the uh, Divre Torah. It's called the Torah Shebe'alpeh. And people used to hide it, and uh, because they were scared they were going, they were going to uh, forget it. So, he, uh, so uh, Rav said, I once found one of these Megillot from the Beit Midrash of Bichiyah. V'katuv be Isi ben Yehuda Omer Avot Melachot Arba'im Chaser Achat. There is thirty-nine Melachot, forty minus one. If you did each them, if you did all of them be'alem Echad, v'no Hayav El Achat, then you'd only be Hayav Achat. If I was doing all these melachot and I didn't know that uh, I'm high, uh, that it's a problem, you only have to give one korban. Now the Gemara asks, hot if a person would only give, uh, would only, if he did all these melachot, you only have to give one korban and that's it. But we learned avot melachot Yeah, the avot of the melachot are uh, thirty-nine. And we said why do I need the the, the number? If I did all of them at one time, I didn't know uh, that it was a sewer in between. I'm hayav on each and single one. So this is a problem on Isi ibn Yehuda, that you're only hayav one on the, on the melachot. So the Gemara says, no, what we said in the name of Isi ibn Yehuda, one of these 39 melachot, if you uh, did it on purpose, you don't get killed. And we didn't know which one. And it sounds like, we now know for, for sure from the case of the Mikoshesh that the Mikoshesh was Hayav Mita. Therefore, Rav Yudah Pshita Hamavir Hayav. So there we go. Let's go back to the original Mishnah where we said Am Rav Yudah Mashmuel Mikoshesh Ma'avir Abamot Avad. That was the one that he knows for sure you Hayav Mita on. It's Pashut Umatnita and the Mishnah that we said Bimatnita Tana. That we know that a tolesh is for sure hayav mita, so it's easier to just say that the, that's what the mikosh was doing. He knows for sure that hayav is hayav mita, and therefore the mikosh was me'amer. And each one holds by their shita that we know for sure this was the one that uh, that they weren't uh, mistapek in. They didn't. They, they, meaning everyone knows that this one you would be hayav. Each one according to his shita would know this one would be hayav. This one would be hayav mita. This is not the melacha that we had that with. That uh, again, all this is according to the Megillat Sitarim, what we saw in the name of Isi ben Yehuda. Tanra banan. 
מקושש זה צלוף חד, מקושש was צלוף חד, וכן הוא אומר, והיו בני ישראל במדבר, וימצאו איש, ולדן הוא אומר, later on, בבנות צלוף חד, אבינו מת במדבר. סיסל במדבר, במדבר, דה לנדק זה השווה. מה להלן צלוף חד, דווקא צלוף חד. דאץ דברי רבי עקיבא, אמר לו רבי יהודה בן בטרה, עקיבא, בין כך ובין כך, whether it was or wasn't, right? אתה עתיד ליתן את הדין, you're going to get punished. אם כדבריך, if like you said that it was צלוף חד, התורה כיסה אותו ואתה מגלה אותו, the Torah covered it up, the Torah did said, it said איש, it didn't want to say names, and you're saying it out loud, ואם לאו, And if it wasn't him, Atam Otzilaz, Alot Otzadik, then the guy was a tzadik, and you're just, I'm saying things about him. But the Gemara pushes back. Ve'ela ha-gamar gizra shavar. B'yakiva has a gizra shavar. If a gizra shavar is as if it's written, it's like it was written that it was Tzilof Had. So he's not coming to reveal something that was covered. No, it was known. Ve'ela ha-gamar gizra shavar. But he has a gizra shavar. The Gemara answers, no, gizra shavar lo gamar. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera didn't learn this Gzera Shava. And Tosfot asks a very interesting question, meaning what, why don't you just learn it right now from Rabbi Akiva and that's it. That's it. The new Gzera Shava. And now you know it's Elof Had. And it's not Lashon Ara. It's, it's, a, it's a written thing. And Tosfot explains that uh, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera had a list of all the Gzera Shava or a number of the Gzera Shavas. And, and if you would say like Rabbi Akiva, then uh, something would go wrong with his list. So therefore, he's fighting back the, uh, on Rabbi Akiva's Gzera Shavah as to not make his list wrong. Either way, Ela Mehechava, so then why, where was Tzilof Had? Why, was, why did he die without any kids? It did say in the Torah, Ki Bechit Omet, right? I mean, I mean, he did something wrong. So what was his, uh, what was his sin? So that explains, Mi Ve'apilu Hava. He was one of those Ma'apilim, that group who tried to sneak into Eretz Yisrael before that time, and he was, that's why he got killed, that's why he died early. But he didn't die because of Hilul Shabbat. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.